0: Visit RobertHalf.com today. New CBS Sunday.
1: You collect
2: rewards, right?
0: This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He
3: finds it. You strong swimmer? So so, so so. So so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. You survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel, sounds cool. It is cool, actually, very cool. Tracker,
0: new Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.
4: Inaugural MLS season, St. Louis City made quite the statement, silencing the haters, <coughs> Charlie Davies, and uh, <laughs> finishing on top of the Western gotta Conference. do you got to do me like that? Meetings, <laughs> breaking all kinds of records. Look at this. Most wins by an expansion team with 17. They were the first expansion team to win the first five matches of the season. Uh, but what are they going to do in year two? going to be a tough act to follow. I sat down with MLS goalkeeper of the year Roman Berkey ahead of the 2024 season here it is. Congratulations on a a pretty remarkable first season in in MLS. Um, I know it didn't end the way that you guys wanted to but when you think about what. St. Louis has achieved in in year one. um, What would you say you're the most proud of.
3: I would say uh, the whole effort we put in, you know, during the whole season, obviously we were a little bit unexperienced um, then when it comes to the end in the playoff, but um, the effort and the work we put in throughout the whole season uh, is is one thing we, we can re- be really proud of.
4: I think you were a team that sort of defied expectations the entire way, you know? Like from a, a media perspective, I think there was a lot of people that like, well, just wait, it's gonna, you know, they're gonna fall off the mm-hmm. peak at, at some point. And it just never happened in, in the regular season. You guys were consistently at the top. And now, rather than kind of being this uh, this underdog, I feel like, you know, St. Louis has already established itself as a team to beat. How does that change the approach to the start of a season when you go from being sort of the underdogs to now the ones with sort of a target on your back?
3: Yeah, we had to um, adjust already like in like during last season, you know, like we knew that once we were in first place in the Western Conference that we are the guys like the team that is chased, you know, everyone wanted to be or a lot of teams wanted to be on on, on our position and um, so we we tried to adjust we tried to present us um, in the games as as the leader mm-hmm. uh, as as the the number one in the in the western and uh, I would say almost throughout the whole regular season we we did a really good job but um towards the end we we lost a few games and i would say that was then a little bit like we had no energy anymore you know maybe we we invested too much into that regular season and didn't we didn't really think about the the playoffs uh we knew we were going to make the playoffs but everyone was talking about records we can break you know we can still break this record we can be the f- first we can win the, the western and then we put so much effort and uh energy in into these goals that I would say towards the end of the regular season and then the playoffs, we're just not that fresh anymore. Mm-hmm.
4: It's really interesting what he had to say at the end of that interview, talking about kind of the end of the season and sort of that, that late season, I don't wanna say collapse that they had because they, they did win the Western Conference, but the early exit in in the playoffs and maybe they were tired, maybe they, they put too much energy into the regular season. So, Charlie, last season when we talked about St. Louis, we talked about all the things that they did right, especially leading up to this season. You know, just the from the front office, the the roster build, Bradley Carnell as the coach. When you look at what they accomplished in in year one, what do you think is the the biggest factor contributing to the success that they had? And Is there a danger that, uh, you know, it was almost like expectations are now set too high? Uh,
0: No, I think Bradley Carnell did an incredible job at establishing an identity and getting them to play to their max potential with the press, the high press, the intensity and the counter press. They were very difficult to play against because they swarmed you. And then Joao Klaus damn near finished every chance he had hmm. he, he was that good and then when you saw him get injured we mm. thought okay this is it they, they caught lightning in a bottle and it was going to go it was going to be done but the style of play carried them through missing a massive part of their team and in the end of the at the end of the season he still jao claus got back he scored five goals in the last seven matches so he still caught fire but i think individually defensively is where they struggled. The 1v1 breakdown, if, if they ever got isolated, you felt like this is when they were gonna give up opportunities, and, and, and that's when teams capitalized on them. Whether they were forced to break down opponents, as teams would sit down and say, okay, break us down, and then we're now we're gonna counter you. And you started to see teams trying to figure out how to break down St. Louis, and in the end, I think it started to work. Uh, against them because they had the target on their back and how teams were changing tired, the way they played.
4: Do you think that was a contributing factor, that they were just gassed at the end of the season?
0: Um, uh, maybe a little. It, towards the middle of the season, I would have said that. But at the end of the year, no. I don't think being tired because you're chasing the glory of winning MLS Cup. You're chasing history. And they had an incredible season. I don't think fatigue played a role in and their, their downfall in the end. I think, yeah, sporting, I think, Kansas, so. I think sporting Kansas City caught, caught heat at the right time. <laughs> it's a rivalry. They, they understood how to come together and defend and play to their strengths. And, and St. Louis got stretched a little bit. And Peter Vermees with the experience, Bradley Carnell, right. I think it was a very important year for Bradley Carnell, not only to just establish the team and the identity and the crowd and get everyone on the same page, but I think you learned a lot about individuals, you learned about, a lot about the team and the league being the head coach mm-hmm. for a full season mm-hmm. for St. Louis, and now this is the year. Yeah, to follow up this is the
5: tough what year. you're saying, that, that next act that St. Louis is going to have to put together, now there are expectations. They yeah. surpassed, they, not only did they surpass, Crushed they, it. they shattered any mm-hmm. expectations that we had of them. And again, credit to Bradley Carnell's, it was an incredible job, not only to Bradley Carnell, to the institution and the franchise as a whole, how to come in prepared. They they dotted all their I's, they crossed all their T's, going into the season, Mm -hmm. and I think the end product on the field, it all trickled down from an institution that was built with the right pillars, and they had an incredible season. Now the expectations are set. And uh, by the way, I want to give you credit for that Roman Berkey interview because mm-hmm. it was not on our slated interviews. <laughs> and you were kind of just like in, in a room that we got, Suze was kind of just like chilling in the darkness. And it's like, Suze, Suze, Roman Berkey is, is coming a, into the room. A light came on. And Suze, and Suze just.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's exactly. Well, I
5: sat down, no prep, and and it was a great interview was because that you are MLS please, guru. Nico. Is that
0: your stormtrooper walk? No, stormtrooper is <laughs> a little
5: bit more rigid. She walked in. She walked in with so much grace. So much grace.
4: sweating it all. That's sweet. Oh, Nico. MLS guru, number one. Aw, oh, I I love this league. Um, let's take a look at the projected eleven for St. Louis City heading into this season. Uh, Xhakpas up there, ten goals for them last season. He spent a lot of time being injured as well, um, but you saw the production that they had from him while he was on the pitch. the The big loss for me, uh, Charlie, is Giochini, mm-hmm. who also scored ten goals for them. They were their two top goal scorers. So, where where does that production come from, and how how do you, do you see this being? Um, I don't know, just a good way for them to to make up for that offensive production?
0: Yeah, I think, again, Zhao Klaus has to be healthy for the full season. I think Bradley Carnell has to make sure that, you know, no muscular injuries come up mm-hmm. uh, for Zhao Klaus because he is going to be central. He's, he's such a gifted goal scorer. Um, and then you're, you're talking about, ways that they influenced the game last year, whether it's off of set pieces, whether it's off the the press, everyone has to contribute. And Leuven was fantastic off his set piece deliveries um, out of midfield. This is a team that is in sync with one another. They know their strengths, and they're gonna have to take it up a whole nother notch because teams are knowing what to expect when you go up against St. Louis.
4: So for St. Louis, what do you think is success for them in year two? Because they've won the Western Conference. You know, is it, is it simply, is it getting to the playoffs? Is it winning playoff games? Is it getting to
1: a, a conference final? You know, what, what do you think their measuring stick is, Christine? I, I think it's more challenging now because statistically it's more challenging to replicate what you've already done. Um, I think that a lot of their success this season came from the fact that they weren't focused on winning. They were focused on defining their system, choosing the right players, cultivating the proper culture. They had such um, a consistent fan following, which also contributed. They came up with beautiful TIFOs, which I think their average attendance for, for oh, matches over crazy. was somewhere in the 20, around 25K. I, I think they did everything right, and that all led to their mm-hmm. success, including, obviously, their coach. As a first-time coach, I think getting all of that nailed down was what created the wins, not necessarily focusing on the wins. Now I think that pivot changes Mm -hmm. the way you perceive how you're playing because now you know what you have. You have a package, you have an identity, you have a style of play. How do you improve upon what you have? And I think that um, it's going to be more of the team gelling together and, and probably a little bit more depth because I think that just figuring out what you need when you need it and dividing your play up now going forward will be more of a challenge for them.
0: And Bradley Cornell, you got to have like a bulletin board mm-hmm. in the locker room because a lot of it's psychology with this group. And, and any managing any team, have them chase something, be better than you were last year. So the ultimate goal is to win a playoff game and keep going. So you got a top last season. Well,
4: guess what? We can ask him ourselves. Bradley Carnell, fresh on the heels of signing a contract extension, which will keep you through the club through 2025. Uh, Congratulations, Bradley. We're thrilled for you. What does it mean to uh, continue this journey with St. Louis City SC?
2: Yeah, for me, it means the world. Um, you know, just seeing how, you know, first and foremost, my family settled in, um, you know, just to feel a part of this community, part of this culture and, and part of building something special and uh, to have the opportunity to extend that another year, it was no brainer for me. And, um, you know, I'm glad that uh, the club and myself, you know, we were able to figure out through uh, a couple of hurdles. But yeah, I'm really excited to to continue this journey. And uh, yeah, it's just too special, um, you know, not to have uh, wanted. Pursue this any longer. So for me, it it, it, it was a no-brainer, and it's uh, and it's exciting times ahead, and it gives me a nice challenge. It gives us a nice challenge as a group. You know, I heard you guys talking before the break. You know, where do we go next? How do we develop from here? Um, you know, and I feel we've been chasing. You know, I think Charlie said it, trying to prove everybody wrong. Now, you know, we're just trying to chase uh, chase uh, uh, for ourselves, for our teammates. Uh, you know, to 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 get the best version of ourselves every single day. So it's a really exciting uh, moment for the club.
0: See, Bradley, I always believed in you guys. Yeah, there's some, everybody, there's some doubters here, you know? <laughs> <Except Charlie.
2: laughs>
1: Absolutely not. Bradley, I have to ask, coming off such a dream season, how does your approach going into this season change from last season? Now that you sort of, one, you have a bit more experience, you know what you're getting yeah. into. Um, and what does success look like for you this season?
2: Yeah, for me, I mean, if you have a look at the pathway that we've, you know, that we had over the last year and and building the foundation and and ingraining your roots and and what you believe in. And, uh, yeah, to get that all going up and running. um, Yeah, our players said it best through the last couple of uh, months. uh, You know, they were like, yeah, we, we can grow on and we can step to that next level now. Now it takes it's very easy to say, but it takes a lot to get to do it now. But the good thing is the foundations are built. We have an amazing facility. So everything that we've tried and tested, what worked, what didn't work, and now we can continue to evolve and grow and continue to be good at what we're good at. But still, you know, what defines us and and what can make us special and different, um, you know, and... Uh, yeah, winning the Western Conference, uh, Roman said it perfectly, there's no silverware, there's no trophies, there's nothing tangible. So what's tangible is is how we play um, and what we believe in and what we bring every single day to training. So I'm excited about that. And then, uh, you know, success, what does that look like? So, you know, you have a look at uh, AZ Jackson representing the U.S. men's national team. So that's a massive success. You have, you know, transfers happening now. And uh, Nico, you know, it was an emotional goodbye and a, you know, farewell. But uh, it was a really... Uh, grateful for him to pursue his dreams and and for the club to have these steps, um, you know, acknowledged of what we've done. Um, and teams acknowledging that and, and seeing development in players. So that's what we stand for first and foremost is development of the community, development of our people, um, you know, players and staff, and, and uh, yeah, getting the best product out on the field. So uh, we've done so much in such a, such a short span of time, and, and we're a very ambitious group. We're very competitive, and uh, I've seen it already on the, on the pitch in the, in the first few training days.
0: Bradley, an incredible job at, at defining who St. Louis, St. Louis City are, as well as just giving you a, a, a brand, a product on the pitch that everyone knows what your identity is and is and everyone's bought in. But how, like you said, how do you evolve the tactics of St. Louis City heading into this season? Because it felt like you did a fantastic job of, of sticking to your strengths and playing a certain way. And What, what have you floated with the squad for, for season two?
2: Yeah, listen, I mean, when I first got here, I was very much ingrained in the Ralph Rangnick press, 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 right? Um, and then over time of experiencing the squad that I had to work with every single day, obviously we signed players knowing on their capabilities, but getting to know their culture, characters, uh, personalities, and, you know, what is their DNA on and off the field, and... Even then, I had to start evolving a little bit as well. Um, so, you know, the likes of the Edu and the Klausers, um, you know, the Jawakinis, the Joachim Nielsens. How do we integrate, you know, all these different types of characters um, who are built in a special way? Um, and, and also just in terms of, you know, my identity as a pressing coach and a proactive, you know, front-footed, uh, forward-defending coach. Um, how do we integrate now all these different playing styles? Um, and I thought we did a pretty good uh, job of that, of trying to, you know, yeah, whether it's with the ball, against the ball, and obviously the one is with the ball, breaking down opponents, um, you know, scoring the amount of goals that we did, creating the amount of goals that we did from set pieces. And uh, these, there's always, you know, the game's always evolving. There's always ways for us to get better. And this, we're very critical. We look at ourselves. We look at the, the data. Uh, we support it with our video, and, and uh, we present it to the players. And for me, as much as I'm trying to change things, I want to, you know, I want the players to challenge what I'm doing um, and, and to see, you know, and and help them get to where they want to go to. Right. So whether that's winning titles with St. Louis City or whether it's developing them further and whether it's blockbuster transfers. Um, so, you know, we're just trying to, um, yeah, play this role of, you know, I'm a support player, I'm serving the team, you know, to the best of my capabilities, and we're always looking for little uh, ways to evolve, and f- one of those big topics are breaking down opponents in the final third. Like, how do we get better at that? Because that's been the stigma around pressing teams, and mm-hmm. that's my challenge this year, to try and get, one, you know, a couple, couple notches better there.
5: Thanks for that insight. That's awesome. Um, it seems like, you know, adaptability is, is, is a really big thing, and after one whole season, Bradley... What do you think is the toughest thing about Major League Soccer?
2: Yeah, I've always maintained it. You know, I haven't just been in the league one season. I've been in the league now, you know, nearly seven years. So, um, for me, you, I think the quality of the league every year um, gets better and better. I think uh, there's more profile on the league. I think the coaching gets better. I think... Uh, the challenges, whether it's the flight, the travels, uh, the altitudes, the distances. Um, so there's all of these little challenges along the way. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a long season, right? You speak to a lot of, uh, whether it's uh, pro sports here in this country um, or fans who follow other pro sports. And you say, yeah, we go from January to like November, you know, and they're like, what? Get out of here. So it's a really long season without many breaks in between. So it's not like Europe where you have defined uh, winter breaks and summer breaks. Um, So you always have to be on. Um, You always have to be on and with a plan in mind. And uh, yeah, with the inception of uh, Leagues Cup and and, uh, for our participation this year with the Champions Cup, I mean, these are amazing times for the club.
0: Yeah, I mean, who who said squad uh,
2: a fixture congestion? Come on now, <laughs> um, Bradley. Nothing like four games in um, in two weeks, so you know.
0: Exactly, it's it's nothing, uh, Bradley. You were a South African international. Uh, Bafana Bafana are are taking the Afcon by storm, taking down uh, Nico's adopted country of Morocco, um, which was yeah. an incredible so. match. So now. They're taking on the Minnows, Cape Verde, who have, who have really stunned everybody in this tournament. What have you made of South Africa, and what do you think of their chances of, of advancing further in the tournament?
2: Yeah, I mean, Hugo Bruce is a, is an esteemed coach, right? He's got the pedigree of playing on the continent and, and doing ex- extremely well. So, you know, talk of pedigree of coach, they have a really good coach. Uh, it's interesting with the team, local local kids, uh, majority-wise, um, you know, playing in the team and playing in the tournament at the moment. Um, yeah, these are these are big moments for these kids. Um, you yeah, know, big moments. Uh, they're playing good teams. You know, probably Mamelodi Sundowns is the biggest team there right now. Um, backed up by Kaiser Chiefs and, and uh, um, Orlando Pirates so there's there's three teams there and that takes the bulk of the of the squad um, but uh, yeah there is a lot of talent on display Percy tau is is the probably the most experienced player right now um, but you can see a, a bit of momentum a bit of gelling towards you know some stumbling blocks going into the tournament um, you know and then obviously going down in the first game but then they, they got the they, they got it rolling again uh, which is very important for us as a country because you know, we believe, oh, I've, I've witnessed it myself, you know, sport can unify, uh, sport can bring people together and sport can, you know, forget about all problems. And mm. uh, that's one thing about South Africa and, and the political situation. It's just amazing to follow that, you know, when there's a big sporting event um, and whether we're becoming rugby world champions or progressing now as a, as a nation in, in the AFCON, it, it's really amazing to watch how that unifies people, you know, despite uh, some, some issues back home.
4: Very well said, Bradley. Uh, well, we we dug through some of the, the archives and found some photos of, of <laughs> oh your <my> time, <laughs> so oh, yeah. The national team. Uh, when you <laughs> look at these photos, these wow, are absolutely wow. amazing. Look at that game Here face on. Uh, <laughs> when you see when you see these these photos, and uh, what are what are some of your best memories playing with your, the national team?
2: Yeah, well, I, you know, I participated in the AFCON in 2002 and actually we went out to, uh, we lost to Morocco in the quarterfinals. So, you know, I was just, uh, before before we went on, on air, I said, yeah, yeah, we were getting lambasted for losing in the quarterfinals against Morocco. Now we're celebrating an entrance by beating Morocco into the quarterfinals. So, you know, the, the goalposts have shifted for South Africa. You know, we, we used to be a bit of a powerhouse back then. I would say at least the top four, top five country Um, on the continent, Um, but the wheels have shifted a little bit. So, you know, everyone's trying their best to get the best performance out of that group and and to get them, you know, back where they belong. But um, memories, wow. Um, I, I shared a memory with AZ Jackson. Him and I had something similar. He made his debut. I think he had one more touch than me. He had one touch. <laughs> I got zero touches against uh, Holland in 1997. So, um, you know, it didn't have, but it's a great memory to have, you know, my first cap for the for the country. Um, and then playing in the AFCON, playing in a World Cup 2002 in Japan, Korea. I mean, these are things that, you know, no one, they accompany you for the rest of your life and you're trying to share bits of information and experiences with some of the young guns here. Um, but yeah, these are experiences. This makes me feel old right now.
0: <laughs> hey, you, you and me both, I feel old as hell at this <laughs>
4: Not at all. Uh, well, Brad, quickly, before we let you go, I know you guys are in the midst of a preseason. You're about to head off to Coachella for that preseason tournament out there. One player that's really impressed you in preseason on your squad. Who are we, who we watching out for in 2024?
2: yeah I mean I wouldn't say again we've always believed in the collective right I mean we've got some new acquisitions we're trying to get uh, Nicholas durer who joined us yesterday for the first time um, acclimated uh, Thomas Totland uh, who's hit the ground running I must say so I mean I don't want to I don't want to highlight one because they each bring something special and that's why we recruited them right that's why we got them in here so yeah the new signings for sure um, and now it's just making sure that we're getting guys you know who had a bit of an extended holiday getting them up to speed getting them sharper getting them fitter, getting them hungry um, and that's what I want to see I want a group of guys who are just so hungry uh, to be better than they were last year and if that's the case then, then we've got some year coming
4: amazing the collective I love the, the collective. collective I'm all about the like collective that's why he's good at a his, true um, diplomatic coach <laughs> 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 um, Bradley thank you so much for taking the time to join us we really appreciate it best of luck this season
2: all my pleasure thank you so much take care see you